And I'll be reading this morning, um, starting at verse number 28, in uh, Romans, the 8th chapter, starting at verse number 28. Um, so if everyone has a, a Bible uh, handy, um, again, I'll start reading at verse number 28. And it reads, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose, from whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom did He predestinate them He also called, and whom He called them He also justified, when He justified, them He also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can, who can be against us? He, spared, he that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not know with him also freely, excuse me, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that commendeth? It is Christ that dieth, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, and all these things are... Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor earth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word this morning. Amen. The uh, title of the lesson this morning is the title of the lesson this morning is the love of God, and we know that uh, the love of God uh, encompasses so many things. Um, it is the reason why we exist. It is the reason why Jesus came to this earth to begin with. We know, as it states in uh, John the third chapter, um, in verse number sixteen. Um, where Jesus tells us that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have a should sorry that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We know that uh, the sole purpose of um, the gospel of Jesus Christ was born out of love. Um, Certainly in these, in the times that we're going through right now with the coronavirus and, and all the things associated with that, um, it can be, uh, it's important for us to remember about and reflect upon this love of God, to, to go back to the, the root of what uh, God is. And just to, again, reiterate uh, what the love of God is or what, love looks like. Um, we know this going back to uh, the book of 1 John. 
where uh, John talks about love in great detail, and, and I'm not going to read through it, but uh, in 1 John chapter, I'm not going to read all of it, I guess I should say, in 1 John, the fourth chapter, starting at verse number 7, uh, John says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth knoweth he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And again in verse number nine we, we see this um, reiteration of, of the love of God, again similar to what we just read in John three sixteen, where it says in verse number nine, In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Now, um, again, God sent His Son into the world that, uh, because He loved us. And as we just got through reading in the Scripture reading this morning in the book of Romans, that um, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And if you look at it in a very real sense, Christ is that love, is the manifestation of God's love. So there's nothing in this world that is going to be able to separate us from Christ, or the byproduct of God's love, which which again is Christ. Um, looking at First uh, John chapter five and verse number one, um, it says, "Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth Him that begat loveth Him also that is begotten of Him." And and you know if if I were to draw that draw this verse out on a board in the form of a circle, you can see there that all of the three points are connected. We are connected to Christ, Christ is connected to God, and then God is connected to us again. It, it's circular how the love of God works, that as we <clears throat> love the one that begat, um, we are also, um, we also love, that, love the one that is begotten of him. If we love God, then we also love Christ. Um, if Christ loves God, then He also has to love us. If God loves Christ, then He also has to love us. So we're all connected in a circle of, uh, of love, as it states in, in this verse. Verse number 2 of 1 John chapter 5, it says, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep His commandments. <clears throat> For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and and His commandments are not grievous. Um, so as it as it says here about the love of God, how, how we're all connected in this circle of love, um, one of the things that binds us together in our love is our obedience to the Almighty. Um, Christ showed His love for us, and that He was obedient to God. Um, and we show our love for Christ and for God by our obedience to them both. Um, but number verse number four um, touches on another point um, that's mentioned in the book of Romans about um, how our love empowers us to be more than conquerors. How we can overcome anything with the love of God. Um, if, you, if you reflect back to what we just read in in Romans the eighth chapter, <clears throat> um, looking back at uh, uh, verse number thirty-seven, 
um, even in spite of what it says in verse number 36. And I don't mean to say that 36 and verse 36 and 37 are contrary to one another, but even in spite of the fact that Jesus says that we are, um, or the scripture says here, um, reflecting upon um, an old pass, uh, a passage from the Old Testament in the book of Psalms, it says, again, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Even though we are, even though as, as members of the body of Christ, we are um, made suitable for the service of God, um, and that, it, it makes sense, right, that if love um, is about require self-sacrifice. Uh, if you were to go back and look at uh, 1 Corinthians, I believe it's the 11th to 13th chapter, I'll, I'll go back and check that, um, where it talks about charity. Um, all the things that charity and love is has nothing to do with your yourself. It's always going out, as, as I've talked about in previous lessons. And again, that's in uh, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. But it makes sense that we are as sheep accounted for the slaughter every day. But in spite of that, as it says in verse number 37, um, and Paul says in spite of that, or he, he uses the word nay um, instead of in spite of, he says, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are able to conquer anything and overcome anything, including the coronavirus, including civil unrest. It doesn't mean that we won't be victims or we can't be victims to it. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus, The word is not saying that we're superhuman or we have thicker skin or stronger immune systems than most. That's not what he's saying. He's saying in spite of the fact <clears throat> that uh, we are we are as sheep accounted for the slaughter. Um, in spite of that, we are more than conquerors through Christ. Um, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. And again, going back to First uh, John, the fifth chapter, looking at verse number four, it underscores that point by saying, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So, you know, we, we are powerful, um, we are made powerful by one simple ingredient, and that simple ingredient is love. Um, we know that, uh, that love um, connects us with Christ and, and thus connects us with God, and then God, through Christ, connects, us, um, con connects back to us. Uh, we know that uh, the love of God um, was manifested in his son Jesus. And that love um, was a love of self-sacrifice. And we know that in, in a very real sense in the, in the John the first chapter, um, we know that uh, the Word, in the beginning, God and the Word were together and they were one. And later on in the first chapter of, of the book of John, it says that that Word became flesh. Jesus himself, says that uh, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So we know that the love of God required him to sacrifice himself in the form of his son Jesus. 
So love requires self-sacrifice, and and that's the power that we have. Um, and if you go back to Romans the eighth chapter about um, about the confidence that we get um, when we utilize the power of the love of God, when we embrace it, uh, we invest our energy into it, and all of those things. Uh, it sounds like wonderful figurative language, but in a real sense, going back to First John, it says that um, we invest our love, we um, focus on our love, we um, we place an importance on the love of God by being obedient to His commandments. Um, and again, you can read that in First John, uh, the fifth chapter. Um, and I'll give you the verse here. I just kind of flipped away from it here, but give me a second. First John, the fifth chapter, and verse number three. Um, we show our love for God by keeping His commandments. So, obedience is the way that we can invest in that love. But again, Romans chapter eight and verse number twenty-eight is the verse that I think we sh that we should kind of take with us, especially in these uncertain times, um, these times where things are certainly not, they're not normal, they're abnormal, um, really don't know what's going to happen from day to day, um, certainly with the speed of change, but in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 28, it's very, very clear. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And we know what the love of God looks like. The love of God looks like obedience to His commandments. The love of God looks like self, a love of self-sacrifice. The love of God um, is universal, meaning it's not extended to just certain people, it's extended to everyone. But again, it says, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now there's a there's a word there. Uh, sorry, there is a word there that um, that we all need to you know just kind of keep in mind as as we read this verse. The first part is beautiful. Um, it, it's stating that you know all things will work to our ultimate benefit um, for those who love God. There's a comma there, and I guess that's not a word, it's uh, more of a, um, what do you call that, not a pronunciation, but uh, um, it's a connecting device, if you will, and, and I'm not a, a literary master, so I don't know what the official, I don't know what a comma is generally, but I know what it does. It's, it's a pause connecting two things together. And it says that all things will work together to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And what is God's calling? Or what is His purpose for each and every one of us? Well, we know what His purpose is for each and every one of us. That we love Him with all of our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, with every ounce of our being. Um, the, the second commandment, which is likened to the commandment that I just mentioned, you can go back to 1 John and find that, is that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, and not just the good ones, but also the bad ones. So, 
<clears throat> we have confidence in God as long as we're faithful to His commandments, as long as we love Him, and we are called according to His purpose. And all of us are called according to His purpose. Because it goes on to say in verse number 29 and 30, it says, For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. And we are all conformed to that image through baptism. Um, that's the only way we could ever do that. I mean, you can go back and, and look through uh, Romans, the, the sixth chapter, um, even you know, more so um, earlier in Romans, the eighth chapter, um, to find that, and I'll just read this just, just for emphasis here. In Romans, the eighth chapter, starting at verse number one, it says, uh, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the Spirit, but, excuse me, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in, in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who are not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Um, and we know that, uh, again, who knows the mind of Christ? But those who are of His Spirit. And through baptism, um, as Paul mentioned there in, in those verses that we just read in Romans chapter 8, that we are no longer mindful of our flesh, but we are mindful of the Spirit. So, um, getting back to verse number 29 about who he did predestinate, <clears throat> where it says, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called, and whom He called, them He also justified, and whom He justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And you know these aren't uh, vain words, um, because we know that uh, all the words of God are not vain. They have purpose. They have weight. They have value. So when it's when when Paul is asking these rhetorical questions in verse number thirty-one, we should already know the answer. Or he's asking these questions uh, knowing that his readers already know the answer. Um, we are special. Um, not because of anything other than the love of God. We accepted the gospel of Christ. We have heard um, what thus saith the Lord. We believe what thus saith the Lord. Um, based off our belief, we have repented. Based off that repentance, we have confessed His name before man, and we went down in that water grave of baptism um, in the name of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost, um, and thus obtaining the gift of the Holy Spirit, that thing that connects us to the mind of Christ, that connects us to the love of God through Christ. So what's the... What, uh, I guess, what, what could we take away from this 
as we go into this uh, this upcoming week. Um, and one thing I'd say that we can take away from this is that um, we are more than conquerors. We have the confidence of knowing that this too will pass. Even if it takes our lives, even if it uh, causes a disruption in, in the normal course of, of life, even if it uh, um, means that I have to leave my home or do things different. Yeah. One thing that we can always trust on, the one thing that is always our fallback, uh, and there's confidence in that fallback, is that we have the love of God. And God will always be there to protect His children, as He has promised us many times in the Scripture that He will do, and that He has proven many times in our life that He has the ability to do. As long as we maintain our love for Him, as it says in verse number, verse number 38 of Romans the 8th chapter, and this is what I'll conclude with, um, or verse number 35, my apologies. Uh, Romans 8, verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Again, it's a rhetorical question, because we already know that answer. Nothing, nothing on this earth or in the, in the life to come will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. But we have to do our part. Um, because as we just talked about in 1 John the 5th chapter and verse number 3, we show our love or we acknowledge our love, we invest in our love by keeping His commandments. So um, if, you're, if you're here this morning and um, um, there's you know, a, a fault or uh, a failing, um, which we all have, um, and if you don't have one today, you've certainly had one yesterday. Um, so we're, we're not all, um, none of us are immune from that, I guess I would say. But if today there is something that you need uh, prayers for, um, if you feel like you have allowed things in your life to disconnect you from God, because God's love is always going to be there, it's us that disconnects ourselves. Uh, but if there's anything in your life that you need prayers of strength for, you need to ask for forgiveness for, certainly if um, you need prayers of strength to, again, reconnect and invest in the obedience uh, to God's commandments, to thus you know, be a part of that circle of love that makes us more than conquerors, that gives us confidence, that gives us the power to overcome any and everything. Uh, you can do so this morning, um, Thomas, um, or Brother Marzette. Do you have a Do you have a song handy? Six forty-four. So um, we're going to stay in the line for a little bit after this song. And